Hey, what's going on? My name is Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a transformational coach for the Patterns of Possibility. The Patterns of Possibility is all about helping replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In this video, I'm going to answer some questions that I found in the subreddit of friendship advice. Now, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. So don't take it as medical advice. But I'm qualified to answer these questions because I'm a transformational coach. I help people build genuine connections and I'm going to apply some of my experiences and expertise to these questions and hoping that I can help some Redditors out and maybe you as well. Help us feel less alone with this. All right, are you ready? Let's go. Hey, so here we are. It's our very first question. You ready to jump in? I know I am. Let's go. Am I being sensitive? I asked my friend if she wants to hang out and she said that she would ask her parents first. That's fine. But then I asked her again a week later and she said that she still has to ask. We planned on going soon and she hasn't asked. I'm hesitant to ask her again because of this one incident. A month or two ago, there was this group I wanted to go to, and she too. She said that she'd have to ask her parents first, and I waited. I asked her later, when if they said yes, or for who knows why, she seemed really irritated with the question and said why they wouldn't say yes, like I was just asking to see. I wanna hang out with her, but now I don't know if I should ask. I feel like she's not putting any effort into our friendship, or am I being sensitive? Am I being sensitive? Sensitivity is a great thing. That means you're alive, you can feel things. Too sensitive? I don't believe that there is a such thing. It's how you handle your feelings. Not so much as being sensitive, understand how you feel, but exploding on people, reacting to your feelings, that could be a bit uh, off-putting. So people will say, that's sensitive, you're being sensitive. Well, really, when it comes down to it, if you think about how sensitive is being used in this case or any other cases that I've, I've heard from people say, you're being sensitive, it means that I'm doing something shitty to you and I want you to take it. I don't want to hear about your feelings about it. In this situation, look at this. You said that once before you had asked her to hang out with you. She had to ask her parents and she took a long time to get back to you about that. So you asked her about it and she got upset with you. That doesn't make much sense I mean it's kind of natural for you to check up on that because you want to hang out with her why would she get mad at you for asking her the question I don't think it's has anything to do with you per se but um, she wasn't forthcoming with you I think and you're seeing this happen one more time so the exact same thing is happening Twice, here it is, twice again. Um, you asked her, 
if she wanted to go do something with you, she said, I gotta ask my parents. And she's taking all this time to not ask her parents, to not ask her parents, right? Because if, if she wanted to, she would come to you and tell you, hey, my parents, they suck and they're not letting me go, but let's do this thing instead. Or I'm sorry about this or, or whatnot. They're not communicating something to you. So I think that there's something else going on. And you also feel that too. That's why you wrote the post. It's not that you're being too sensitive. I don't think that's a thing. How you're handling your feelings, it seems to be perfectly rational and reasonable. You can see what's going on here. Now you're saying that though she's not being a friend, a good friend to you. And I, I wanna point out that this situation may not be about you. It's not about you per se. There's something else going on with her and her feelings and maybe why she doesn't want to tell you something. I don't know. Is there a dynamic between you two where she doesn't feel safe talking to you or, or she can't come to you with things? Or is it something that she's just raised with? She's just raised with this thing where um, she doesn't want to let anyone down. That's her whole thing. She just wasn't going to let anything down. And she's doing everything she can to avoid, avoid, avoid until it blows up in her face and you have to ask her. And then she's on pins and needles. And when you ask her at that moment, she's like, Rah, I told you I had to ask my parents. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> and you're like, well, where did this come from? What happened? All that stuff that's happening, you're not seeing... There's something going on in her world. She's still living her life. And whatever feelings that she's having about not just telling you, I think there's something to dig into. They may not, might not be just about you. Um, there are many things that could be happening. Maybe her parents are really mean and they never want her to ask for anything. I don't know. But maybe think about how they're doing and what they're thinking just for the sake of your own clarity. I'm not saying dismiss your own feelings by no means. I think that you feel a bit jaded about this and hesitant and you want to hang out with your friend and you want your friend to be forthcoming to you because it seems to me that they're just not telling you they don't want to go. They're not being honest about something and you feel like they should be honest with you and you should be able to have that connection. And that's true. You should be able to talk about whatever it is going on here. Are you in the place to receive that information though? She says, hey, I don't want to go. I, she says, I don't want to go. Not I, I can't go because of my parents because I don't want to go. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you? If you are, then it's worth, you know, talking to them about it. But if you're not going to be okay with it, work to be okay with it. Find out why you're not okay with it. It seems like you know that she doesn't want to go or she can't or some reason. You know that it's likely that she won't participate in whatever event with her. It's likely. How does that make you feel? I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor, but I do have words 
and I know what they mean. And it's worth looking into understanding that feeling behind that not wanting to be left or not being able to participate in this one thing with your best friend, whatever it is, there's something there you should be okay with not participating with this one thing with her. You know, if it's something that you want to do and it's something that you can do alone, it's enriching for yourself to do things by yourself sometimes. Now that's a little further down the road, but you're talking about the dynamic between you and your friend. Find out why, why she has such a time telling you things. She has a hard time telling you things. And really, you know, I'm on outside looking in. So I want you to think about it. Is there some pattern that you've noticed? Like, does she always drag her feet when she's talking about things, when she's hesitating? Does she really not like to disappoint people? What's going on with her? So if you know that, if she really doesn't like disappointing people, you know how likely it's, you know how unlikely it is for her to say no straight out. You know how unlikely it is because that's just not something she does. She always hesitates. She always pushes back. She always kind of avoids. If that's something she does, then pay attention to that and know that when she says, I've got to ask my parents, kind of means I can't, I don't want to go. This is her polite way of doing it. So just kind of reading it and making sure you're on the same page with it. I think that she may value your friendship. I actually don't know what's going on in between you two. It doesn't sound like you're fighting each other, but asking her straight out or making a safe space for her actually to talk to you about the fact that she might not want to go. And um, I think the way to open up this conversation is to point out, again, the behaviors that are making you feel um, a little upset. Say, like, I noticed that you asked your parents before, this is basically what's in this email that, or what's in this post that you have, just saying, hey, I, I noticed that you didn't ask your parents, or you asked your parents before, and you got upset with me this time, and we didn't get to go to that one, and it seems like it's happening again. And I'm just wondering, you know, if you really want to go. And um, if you don't, that's absolutely fine. I know that. But if we are going to be good friends, then we need to talk about things like this. Or I'd like to talk to you about things. What can I, you could ask also, what can you do to make her feel more comfortable talking to you or, or something along those lines? Just kind of close that gap and figure out why, why, She's not being straightforward with you. Why? All right, I hope that helps again. Best of luck to you. Let's move on to the next one. As you get older, is it common to just enjoy one-on-one -on -one friendships? Since my early 20s, I preferred to meet people, to meet for coffee with one other person. A couple of years ago during an evening course, I befriended two people and we became quite clicky in class, always hanging out, chatting on WhatsApp, etc. In the end, it became toxic. One person was quite needy and wanted to talk all the time and acted like it was a personal affront if you hung out with other people 
hung out with other people or weren't weren't up for talking. Hmm. The other was so nice that her aggression came through as passive aggression, and in a three-way conversation, it was hard to talk with her about it. I'm no longer in that trio and feel much better. I think I'm fine in bigger groups, and if there was, wasn't a clear us versus them mentality, if everyone can mingle, okay, so you're fine in groups as long as you're not fighting each other or grouped against each other, you're just individuals talking at a party, gotcha. But this clicky group reminded me of the school playground. It was so stressful, and I think needlessly so. Stressful and needlessly so. That's that's adulting. <laughs> that's adulting right there. That's the very definition of adulting. Things that are stressful, but they just really don't need to be. It'd be fun to just be a kid again and, and play, right? But here we are being adults, acting like we're teenagers. Those dynamics just continue on and on and on. And they can even continue on and on throughout your life, the rest of your life. You can be 60 years old and be bickering and, and bitter and backstabbing and bitey. Just, you can do all those things. It's not just because you get older. There's some things that happen, the experiences that you have that will, will put you in a different frame of mind. If you're learning from your experiences, you'll see different things and you'll learn what works for you or benefits you and, and what doesn't what serves you and what doesn't and you'll adapt accordingly if it always serves you to be backbiting and nitpicky and passive aggressive and needy then well you're gonna keep doing it you're just gonna keep doing it if it serves you if it makes you feel comfortable that's the way it will serve you it makes you feel comfortable because even though you might be miserable having an argument all the time well you know that this is the way life is gonna be and although it's miserable, it's comfortable because this is the way life is going to be. It's predictable. You're going to have an argument. And some people enjoy it that way because it's more difficult to actually step out of that lane and to go change your life, even if it's something that's positive and it's exactly what you want. I remember when I started to become more healthy and started to develop some relationships with people. And I remember having a conversation with someone that wasn't an argument. We were, we were having a disagreement about something and it wasn't an argument. It was a conversation. It didn't get personal. It didn't get backbitey. No one cried, no one yelled. And I was so uncomfortable so uncomfortable even though that's exactly what I wanted I wanted to have a conversation and it took a lot of wherewithal to take a deep breath and just stay I felt like I wanted to run away I felt like I wanted to raise my voice I felt like I wanted to do all the things that I did before. And when I didn't, they were, it was uncomfortable. So 
People can do that for the rest of their lives. They can be backbiting, they can be mean, and they can just stay where they are because it's comfortably, it's comfortably uncomfortable. So now as far as you and these people in this toxic relationship, congratulations for getting away from that stuff. Man, that sounds really messy. But it also sounds like you're pretty lonely and you're looking for some people to really connect with. I mean, you mingle here and there. You're good at conversation. I guess you can talk um, to people, but it doesn't seem like you have someone who's really, who really knows you, knows you, like someone you can talk to in an emergency, someone you can call in the middle of the night for, I don't know, something that is an emergency, okay? Like your, your house is on fire and you need a place to stay or if you're stuck on the side of the road. Some people like that. It seems like you're missing those people in your life. I could be stretching, but it sounds like it because you said you're good in groups and you didn't talk about having a friend. So what I would say to you, sir, person, I don't know if you're a sir, uh, ma'am, they, them, you, the person, whoever wrote this, I'm just saying that I think that you really have a really great grasp on what you're seeing around you. And I would encourage you to take a, a deeper look inside to see what's going on with you inside. Like, um, I know that when you really step into who you are and you really live as your authentic self, and again, your authentic self is... You know, you're always being yourself. You can't be anyone else. You're being yourself. But when I say you're being authentic, you're doing things that really make you feel fulfilled. They benefit you and you feel good. You feel more joy. You feel energized in these things that you're doing. Even when you're having a bad day, even when you're sulking, you could find something in that. You could learn something in that that makes you feel more fulfilled. So that's being your authentic self. So when you're being your authentic self, you attract people who are authentic as well. And uh, there would be no need for, you know, mingling in groups and stuff like that. I agree that the situation that you had was, was uh, a learning experience and it seems like you've seen it that way as well. I hope that you will reflect on the behaviors that they've had, like the small things or maybe even the big things, the patterns that you've noticed in them and uh, keep a lookout for that. Look at it and see if any of that exists in the people that you meet going forward. Because it just seems like we, we attract things that are familiar to us, like we fall in the same dynamics because just like I said a moment ago about the relationship, the, I had to make a really conscious effort to not fall in the back of the way like I was before, not be the person I was before so that I can create a new connection. And if you're not conscious of that, the people who make you feel comfortable, even though you're fighting with them all the time, they're going to be here and you're going to gravitate to them because they feel comfortable. So you may have gravitated to these people that are backbitey and they're passive aggressive. And I think that you may see more of that and just watch out for that happening. 
watch out for people who have those behaviors and disassociate quicker than you would before. Look for people who have these things that you want, you desire more often. Like maybe you like saving money. So you definitely, you know, don't want to be really close to someone who wants to spend money because if you're going to talk about it, um, you're probably going to butt heads. And, and if that's a core value for you, if it's so important for you to save money and to pay your bills on time, then you wouldn't want to hang out with somebody who doesn't. And that's just a small example, but it is one of those things that, that really hurts relationships, mismanaging money, any relationship. So again, I'm saying that it's very easy to fall back into the pattern of behavior or the pattern of friends and connections that we've had because we just fit right in. Be conscious of the fact that you may attract, hang around more people who are just as backbitey. And if you're not close to anyone, it doesn't sound like you're very close to someone, get in touch with yourself a lot more. Get to know yourself a lot more than you are right now. Spend some time thinking about um, what you like and try finding out what you're good at and go hang around places that that really support your values. Find people who really support your values or who share your values rather. All right, I hope that really helps you. Um, best of luck to you. It seems like you've got a great head on your shoulders and you're gonna go far, of course. All right, because you're not in your early 20s, I, I see. Anyway, thanks for the question. Best of luck again. Let's move on to the next one. This one is, what can I do when I feel left behind by my friends? Was it my fault or how I acted? Hmm. I used to play with two online friends, lots of games for about three months by now. Suddenly, we stopped doing that last week. We would do a virtual campaign, or I think VC, uh, with another friend in common by this week. And, um, but it felt weird since it looked like they don't like me as much as they used to. And since about three days, I see them in the VC channel, and while I feel a bit left behind by them, because of this, I try to stop always looking at what they're doing because I don't want to become that toxic friend. But it's so hard since I always see them on my Facebook and Discord. Oh, Was it because of my personality, or did they probably get bored of me, or maybe I was acting too annoying? If so, do you think I should talk with them? I try to distract myself, but the thoughts can get out of my mind, can't get out of my mind. And with quarantine, it's so hard to make new friends or find a new hobby. Any advice you can give me? Question mark, sad face, sad face, aw. Wow, aw, that sucks. You know, hanging out with people, playing games, um, going on campaigns and stuff. I don't even know what VC is, but I understand the context and the feeling of what you're expressing here. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Never mind that I'm old. So I see that you are having a difficult time with losing your friends and there's not a whole lot of 
details about what makes you think that you have been, um, what makes you think you have been annoying? What makes you think this is your fault? What is it? I'm curious, but I don't need all that information to know that there is some kind of uh, neediness, it seems, from this. It seems that you have a need for approval. And hey, we do, we all do. We wanna be accepted, okay? That's absolutely fine. We wanna be accepted. Um, and it's by who that matters. We wanna be accepted by our parents. We wanna be accepted by our partners, certainly. We wanna be accepted by our close friends and their acquaintances or, or people we work with. They're okay to be okay connected with, but if they're not on a deep level with us, we just need to work with them, right? So it's stronger from some people than others. What I'm saying is that if you have a desire to be accepted by everybody and is so curious about being the right person for everybody in your group, then you don't get any friends. You become a person who is unsafe because no one really knows exactly who you are and what you'll do and how you'll behave. If you're always flexing to be uh, an ally to this person and a friend to that person or an enemy to this person to look good for that person, to gain the uh, likes and, and comments or whatever from another person. I hope you understand what I mean. It's like you have to be exactly who you are and predictable it's very nice to be a predictable-ish person. Like, I don't know what you all talk about, but this behavior of you looking, trying to follow them when they have left you, it seems like they have left you and you're trying to follow them and you're trying not to be a toxic friend, but it's consuming you This because this really hurts. This really sucks. It does. And there's no denying that, that you feel left out and you feel some pain and you definitely have the, the right to do that. And you, of course, you want your own answers. What's going on? I thought we were great friends. Why are we feel? why are you doing this? You asked if you should talk to them. Yes. I think so. It's always worth communicating and getting the information rather than making it up. Because right now, that's what you're doing. When you don't have the information, you just make that stuff up. Anything can happen. If somebody read a, a rumor about you and now, now you're like somebody who's untouchable. We can't hang out with you because we heard that you, I don't know, took all the toilet paper from the grocery stores or you're fighting for toilet paper and paper towels back at the beginning of the pandemic and there's video on of you you know something ridiculous or whatever you don't know what it is but if you don't have any inkling it gives your brain all the runway in the world to make up all the most ridiculous things about you that just aren't true that just won't be true and this is a tough thing but you're going to be okay if they just decide not to talk to you ever again. 
and you don't get any closure. I hope that's not the case though. I really would like you to have closure and the reason why, and you also would like to have closure, it's gonna stop your brain from doing all the, going so far out of control. Your brain might start spinning once you get the answer. You're like, oh, why did I do this? Oh, I'm so ridiculous. Ah, when they tell you that, all right, you messed up the last campaign and we can't talk to you ever again. And you're like, oh, why didn't I just use the magic spell? <laughs> again, I'm old. <laughs> why didn't I just do the thing? So you can beat yourself up about that too, but at least it's not as, it's infinite and ridiculous as other things. It's still spinning. So you want closure, you want some more information to kind of slow your brain down a bit. And the reason why you want closure and information from this is so you can learn from this for the next time. There's always something to be learned from any experience that you have. And this one is something to learn from. Whatever happens, in the situation, whatever happens, if you if you separate from them and then never you never talk to them again, then you've learned that you know X Y Z are these kind of people who you don't mix with. You learn something from it, and going forward, you will look for traits in people that aren't like them, that are more like you. There's always something to be learned from this situation. If you want to talk to them, I would ask you to, to again, take a deep breath. Talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. Don't go three-on-one. That's gonna, that's just too much. I mean, that's a lot of emotional energy because you're already feeling so hurt by this that if you talk to someone, like, why did you leave me? Why did you guys leave me? Oh, that's that's gonna start an argument because you already have feelings about it. And why did you leave me is a setup question. Why did you do this? You don't really care as much as you want to express your feelings about what happened so that you can fix it. See the difference? So expressing the feelings about it is tricky because if you're not really conscious of what you're thinking and what's what you're feeling and how you act when you're thinking and feeling these things it's just going to come out if you can't hold it so that they can express what they need to it's just going to come out boom you don't know how it's going to come out it might come out in the question why did you leave me i was the best friend i was always there for you Fuck you, just out like that. And that could just do more damage. But again, if that does, you can always learn from the situation. I took a deep breath because I kind of relate to this. I always, I relate to a lot of things that are on this, that are, are on Reddit and uh, about this relationship and feeling left behind and feeling pretty resentful about like them going out and having their their life when I was so helpful and they just kind of forgot about me. Like what? Ah, but I'm okay, I'm fine. Look at me, I'm in a different place now. I learned from that experience and I'm happy to share what I learned from, from it with you. So what I, I would suggest or what I would recommend that you do is write out these feelings that you have. 
and also write out oh yes write just like a journal so write write out the feelings that you have about the situation and then i also write out these things that you think that you did wrong write them out and when you have this conversation with your friends you can bring them up you could say something like um you know this reminds me of a uh, a situation that I was in where I was talking to my partner and I had this weird thing about men standing, we're just walking, all right? We're just walking on the sidewalk and this weird thing in my head about how men need to stand on the outside and women should stand on the inside when we're walking down the road. And she stepped on the other side of me and my brain was like, oh my God, you've just been emasculated. What? Right? What? What is that? Where did that come from? I don't know, but it was rolling around in my head for so many blocks. I was going to explode. I couldn't hear anything that they said. I was just like, I need to get on the other side of the street. I need to get on the other side of them. And then I just winded up telling them, like, hey, I keep trying to get on the side of the road or the side of the street on this side of the sidewalk because... I thought that men should walk on the side. And then she laughed. <laughs> uh, she laughed. It was ridiculous to her. And it was not a thought that she had in her head. It was all me just driving all that anxiety. And I think that you may find that in what you write about that. Like when you, when you write the things that you think are annoying, you may find that your friends or these people that you're hanging out with don't think they are. You're just making it up. You're just overthinking. So I want you to write it out. Look at these things. And then you can ask them, just like I asked my friend or my, my partner. And they may laugh at you. They may say, well, no way. No way. But you need to get some information to figure it out. Or else you're going to spend the rest of your life you're going to spend some time thinking about how annoying you are when in actuality, you're not. The regular things you do aren't annoying. It's just going on in your head. No one else is thinking it but you. So when you do that, I'm giving you too much stuff here, I think. I'm just going to say, um, when you do that, you know, I think that's enough. I'm going to stop right there because there's plenty there for you to explore but definitely figure out why what, uh, why you think you're so annoying. Write those things down. Write them down. Specific things you're doing. Like I chew bubble gum. I blow bubbles. All right. I disobey the commander. I do things I want to do. Or I talk garbage on the line. Whatever it is, write it down and investigate. Go prove it. Prove it. And believe them when they tell you. Believe them when they tell you. This is not annoying. This is annoying. You know, and decide what you want to do with it. You don't have to adjust. It's just there for you to know. Um, also, be careful. Be cognizant of your feelings, too. When you go have this conversation with them, I want you to get those feelings out in some way. Write it out. It's helpful to write it out because, you know, if you're not on script, you can blow up. But again, always something to learn from it. I really hope this helps for you. And if you need to 
reach out to me if you have any more questions or want to follow up with it. Email me at patternsofpossibility at gmail.com. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Best of luck to you. Advice regarding a friendship situation slash competition between friends. All right. So I have a friend that has a bad habit of bragging their accomplishments and virtue signal to their people. And it annoys the crap out of me. I was super drunk when my, my friend started to brag. In response, I mentioned, I mentioned to that friend of mine that they're super hard workers, but that I'm super smarter. That person rightfully got offended. Then I blacked out and forgot the whole episode. <laughs> All right. The next day, that same friend posted on Facebook about mean people saying that they're smarter than them and saying that same friend takes credit for the work they do, then mentions that enough is enough that they do the work not because they're competing but because love they love other people okay then the day after i call that person they don't answer i called several times within a week and normally they would call me but they don't answer at all then i'm getting worried puzzled at what i said until i talked to one of their friends and one of the relatives never mentioning the incident to get answers. Then they say that this person is upset because I said that I was smarter than them. Yes, I messed up with that comment. But at the same time, that friend of mine also has a habit of bragging a lot. Parentheses. Wow. A lot of it is merited, but annoying. I know I erred on my end with that dumb comment advice? Should I just call it quits with this friendship or should I apologize and expect they'll cut me off and just go on? Thanks. Yo, I like this question. It's an introspective question. You're really looking inside to, to like own your stuff, own your, like I, I messed up. I know I messed up, but man, it felt good. <laughs> Essentially, that is what I'm reading. It felt good to put them in their place. Oh, man. That was tough, man. Uh, you blacked out for the whole situation, so you didn't really even get to enjoy it. You got to this point where, you know, you let your lower brain and all the alcohol and stuff just remove that filter right off. And so this may be good for your relationship. It may be good that you're not speaking because, well, you were annoyed by them. Why would you, do you wanna hang around somebody you're annoyed with? And it seems like to me that now I'm focusing on you, the person who wrote this, about how you seem to be jealous. You seem to be a, a hater on them and their accomplishments. And uh, it seems like you may be a bit insecure about it. Man, I'm throwing them punches. Oh, throwing them hard punches at you. I'm just talking about what might be true here in this situation. And I say that because who cares if they're good at something? 
and they want to talk about it. Are they going around saying that they're so much better than you? It doesn't sound like it because that's not what you said. You just said that they're celebrating that they're good at something and you don't like it. It annoys you. Why? Why does it annoy you so much that somebody is proud of what they do and wants to share it with everybody? It doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do. It doesn't mean that you're not special in your own way. It doesn't mean that you're not important in your own way. It means that they're good at what they do. And there's a difference. What are you hearing when they say that they're good at something? What are you hearing when they say that? You said that their work is merited. Hmm. So you want to make them feel small. That's all that comment was meant to do is make them feel small. I have a friend who is a lot smarter than me. I have a couple friends who are a lot smarter than me. I'm happy to be in the room with them. I'm happy to have conversation with them. I'm happy that they can explain things to me that I can't understand. I'm happy that we can just have a conversation about something that's obscure and strange and interesting to me. I'm happy that they're smart enough to have this conversation with me. No one has ever said that they're smarter than me. But I know they are. They know that they are. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. Because what they are is not me. I have my own talents. I have my own skills. I have my own techniques. I am my own self. And just because they're smarter than me doesn't make me any less smarter than what I am. Doesn't seem that you believe that to be true. You're probably brilliant in your own way. You're probably a hard worker in your own way, accomplished in your own way. Yet you're really focused on your friend and them being accomplished. Comparing how you're better than them or they're better than you and you're constantly in this limbo or your balance where you're fighting each other for that. And a friendship is not that. A friendship is collaboration and is connection. It is not constant competition. Especially when well, this happens. So for you, I would say, well, what the heck? Why are you so insecure? What bothers you so much about the fact that they are smart or they are accomplished, that you have to make them feel small in order to feel good? If you're really smart, you know there are a lot of people out there who really wish they had your brilliance. And they're okay that they don't. They just go on about their lives. And because you exist and you do the thing you do, it doesn't affect them. You want to be like those people. You want to be like that. You want to be like, oh yeah, friend, 
I see you did an awesome job. Cause you always do an awesome job. I'm so happy to hear that you do an awesome job. That's it. You want to be supportive and collaborative. So as far as dealing with your friend, oh, I would say explore what's going on with you first. Your relationship wouldn't be salvageable for real if you're not doing some introspection. If you don't know what I said to be halfway true, then there's a lot of work to do. If you're not realizing that you're comparing yourself and you're hurting your relationship, then there's a lot of work to do. There's no sense in trying to talk to this person again. I think this person, your friend, clearly knows that you wanna hurt them. You don't wanna see them to be happy. You don't wanna see them to be successful. You just want them to feel smaller than you. And they know that true friends don't do that. Fix that, fix that shit. All right, don't be like that. Answer that question. Why does it bother you so much that they celebrate their successes? All right, I hope that helps. Best of luck. I hope to see that you repair your relationship or your friendship. So, you know, it seems like you were good friends and you did admire her work because you said that their work was merited. Best of luck to you again. Let's move on to the next one. Trying to fit in a Discord click. 21-year-old male here. I've been trying to bond and socialize with a group of people in a private Discord server, which I found through a friend. For about three to four months, I have been wanting to fit in there, but I couldn't because we hardly even play the same games. And the other guys are online for friends for years, while I'm still very much an outsider who wants to fit in. The practical and logical thing would have been to leave this somewhat one-sided friendship, but I still have a very strong desire to fit in and bring my friendship with the group somewhere. Even though they are mere online friends and I do have quite a few in real life friends, I cannot stand the thought of cutting ties with them in any way and I do want to enjoy their company and earn some emotional support. How can I stop having strong, such strong desires and lower my expectations? How can I have such strong desires or stop having such strong desires and lowering my expectations? Well, um, wow. I don't know how to answer that question. I think the first time I, I've said that. How can you not have strong desires? Can't really tell you because you just always have your own feelings. And um, the sense of belonging and connection and community is everything that it means to be human, right? It's everything that we want. We want to be connected. We want to be cared for. We want to have that emotional support. We want to see ourselves in each other. We want to feel safe around other people. That's what we want. That desire, I don't think that's going to go away. As for these people, hanging around these people, well, 
I wonder why. Why is it? And it, I don't see anything here that makes clear sense to me. I mean, I think there are some gaps in this information that I'm getting from you as far as why do you want to be so close to these people if you have them in real life? If you have friends in real life, how close are you to these friends in real life? And what is it about these people again that makes it so desirable that you want to fit in with them? Like they already have a bond and you have a desire to squeeze in there, squeeze in there. And you acknowledge that you're squeezing in there too. Is this some kind of fraternity? Is it like that? Do they know it's a fraternity? Or are they just keeping you on the outside because I don't know what they what their intentions are, what they're doing, but it seems like you're on the outside. And it seems like I don't quite understand what the benefit is to being in. And it doesn't seem like that's clear to you either. Or maybe you just didn't write it. But what is the benefit of fitting in? Emotional support? Well, you have that in real life. Or do you? Is it just about finding people online? Is it the kind of server that it is? It's the kind of conversations that you have? Is that it? Because there are groups of people for everyone and maybe this maybe you're maybe this is something that's absolutely rare and you talk about something that is taboo maybe and that you can't find any other people to talk to you on that level about maybe if that's it then maybe it makes sense that you want to but there's this this driver for the motivation to do this in the first place is very unclear to me. It's just like you want to be an exclusive, an exclusive club, or you don't even, it doesn't even seem like this is something you, you get to brag about. Like you're going to, going to Harvard or something, or you're, you're going to the VIP section to meet a celebrity, or you're in this club to go to Fire Island. <laughs> Fire Island. You know, those people were so excited to get on that plane, get them little wristbands, and go to Fire Island. Exclusive. So they wanted to be exclusive. So this is what I see. I see a little Fire Island right here. I'm like, what is the purpose of connecting with these people who kind of keep you on the outside? Hmm. So should you stop? I don't know. I, I don't know. Only you do. Only you know. I don't see the clear benefit in what you're getting from connecting with these people, but there's something that you know that you're you're getting. And there's always a lesson to be learned from the situation. Maybe how to better assimilate, you'll learn you'll learn in this uh, scenario. Maybe you'll maybe um, you'll learn that this is not what you want to do, but it's it's all up to you. So I recommend trying to open up. Uh, if you want to, if this is the kind of group that is emotionally supportive, as you mentioned, sharing your feelings should be okay. So opening up about how you want to connect with these people, um, not over desperation or anything, not overly admiring what they do. Like you're the greatest. Don't love bomb them. 
that's not um, something that's genuine. Just being your genuine self, because all the things you said right there seem to be genuine, seem to be exactly how you feel deep down inside. You just want to be connected. You like the work that they do, and you feel like they're a group for you. Communicate that to them, and um, also check your values what other values that you have there besides being in this group? Is there something else that you can connect on? So I would search for those and uh, see if you can bring those up, talk about them, and build that bond on it. So lots of conversation, lots of showing who you are. Don't do so much for them, but be more for them. That makes sense to you. I hope it does. And I hope this helps you. That's all I have for you because this is something that you're going to have to figure out how to do on your own. Um, but pay attention, be alert, and be you. All right. Best of luck to you. I really hope this helps. And that was the last one. We made it. We're ready to the end. Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for sticking with me, answering these questions. I really enjoy these questions. I thought this was a really great set this time, really challenging to think about. And people are really putting themselves out there, like saying that, seeing themselves as like written on paper and letting them be out for the world so people can see that um, they make mistakes or they, ha they have mishaps <clears throat> and that we all do this and we're all human. They allow people to open up well they have opened up and allowed us to see them so thank you all for that thank you for those who posted on reddit i mean without you i wouldn't have any questions to answer no you didn't ask me per se to answer them but i did and i hope that it helps you out if you have questions for me if you want to want me to answer some of your relationship questions or friendship questions please don't hesitate to that um, you can reach me at patternsofpossibility at gmail.com i'm on patterns of possibility just about everywhere and all the social medias so i hope that i hear from you and uh, thank you so much again for hanging around with me my name is lee hopkins my pronouns are he him his and i will see you next time all right take care <laughs>